2: Welcome back to the huddle, 1107 on a Sunday morning. If you missed anything from our first hour today, make sure you get our podcast. They are up now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We talked about a lot of fun stuff in the first hour. We'll keep it rolling today. The Vikings are on a bye today, Pete. Uh, We all watched the game or slept through the game or... (laughs) Uh, got nauseous through the game on Monday. They woke night. me up at
3: one point. I mean, That's, yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: As they barely, uh, they, they, I mean, they lose a game that they absolutely should have probably won by multiple touchdowns. Uh, it hmm. was it was ugly. It was not pretty. For some reason, Soldier Field in Chicago is always the Vikings' Waterloo. They they just have always had trouble there. There's so many games I've been to at Soldier Field where they cannot win. Uh, we saw Josh Dobbs become Josh Dobbs again. We, we've asked, what is it that other teams haven't seen in him that they've continually let him hop around the NFL? And now we found out. And as you said, you so eloquently put it in the first hour, he has regressed to the mean. And I think we've now known exactly what Josh Dobbs is. And now there's a question, though, like, is it going to be him? Or are they going to start Nick Mullins? Or are they gonna, is Jaron Hall going to be there? I'm curious, your take first, on Sunday, when the Vikings take the field,
3: Who is quarterbacking that team? If I'm the coach, I'm going to stick with Dobbs. Now, that being said, I think that the problem that that we ran into, Dave, is not so much about Josh Dobbs, who I know I sounded more negative when he won a couple of games than probably most people. Most people (laughs) jumped on this bandwagon that this guy, gosh, we've uncovered something that nobody ever saw before. And it's like, well... He's that was me. You NFL.
2: can say it. That was no, no, me. No. I no, no, no,
3: no, 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 <laughs> no. But, you know, I, I said, you know, this guy's been in the NFL now for four years, so we kind of know what the body of work looks like, right? And, and we certainly do. 15 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So what is he as a Viking? He's got five touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, and I'm not putting that against him. What I'd like to say about it would be what happens to quarterbacks when they get in the NFL, the biggest mistake that teams make, in my opinion, is – they draft somebody and try to change them. Right. I'll give you a great example. We just saw Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I think, is a good quality quarterback. The problem is they want him to be a dropback quarterback who's going to stand there like Kirk Cousins or stand there like Dan Marino, take your pick, whoever you want to throw out there, who's going to stop at a five-step drop and get rid of the ball. Right. That's what they all think that they want. Well, then don't Don't go out and get Justin Fields (laughs) because that's not who he is. And I would say the same thing. So I looked up this stuff on Dobbs, right? I wanted to know a little bit more about him and and, and make sure that I was much more clear. And I feel even better about my position on this. I think this kid really has a lot of talent. But when you have the talent that he's got, and I'm talking about talent as an athlete, as well as not just throwing the football, but running the football. So when he was at the University of Tennessee, he ran for five and a half yards a carry he had 300 rushing attempts okay well he had passing through it for about 400 times through 42 touchdowns 17 interceptions why did he have such a good ratio there one it's college football but two uh, and he's going up against some of the very best in the SEC but but the thing about him is that he's got the talent you got to give him that run pass option type thing what did he looks why did he look so good in the first two games Because he didn't know what he had to do, so he was just reverting to who he is, right? He's running, he's trying to get opportunities, he's making plays where he's actually not standing back there getting sacked the way maybe Kirk would, and that's not a slight against Kirk, but Kirk goes back there. He expects to be, you know, protected. He's going to get rid of the ball. Josh has to go back there and give him the 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 ability to run around a little bit, make something let let something happen downfield so he can find him. And I got I got one last thing on this rant of mine about Dobbs. So he, in the two wins against Atlanta, he targeted Hawkinson twelve times. Mm-hmm. Against New Orleans, fifteen times the last two games that we've lost he targeted hawkinson 7 times and 6 times yep tell me that's not just as cl- crystal clear as anything throw yes. to the throw to the quarterback's best friend a tight end and how mm-hmm. about one of the most you know the highest paid tight ends right he's somewhere mm-hmm. in that category why wouldn't you just keep on doing what worked in the first couple of weeks because that that is still there it's not that they're taking it away it's that they're not giving him the ability to be able to get the ball back over there. So tell him on the sidelines, coach him on the sidelines where he needs to direct the football, who he should look to if the first look is not there. And I, I just, I think it's that simple, guys. And it's a little bit like Callie Manis in a way because he's an athlete. He can throw the football we just didn't give him the right opportunities, and we mm-hmm. talked about it already, but the coaching of the quarterback is an art form, and, and I think we've got the right coach for that in KOC, but he's got to show us that he can do it too. Yeah. And it, He was a big stiff himself, like Kirk. He's not a, he was not a running, running kind of a guy when he was San Diego State and in the NFL and everything else, but this kid has an athlete. He's got size, strength, and everything, and we're not allowing him to do that, I think, on the field.
2: Could it be possible then, and and I'll play devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. Could it be possible then that in a long-term situation, he can't flourish in this offense because there is no real threat of a run. Once he gets out of the pocket, he's absolutely susceptible to taking a big hit or or Mm -hmm. rushing it. And the reason I ask this is is twofold. One, I still think Josh Dobbs with Justin Jefferson is something I want to see. I still want to see – what he can do when he has the team's best wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And whether before I can make a judgment call on really whether he is the best uh, person for the job. But if you consider the offensive structure and the way this team is built, and I I said to myself, this is a crazy take, but I'll I'll go down this road anyway. (laughs) Is it possible that Nick Mullins is a better option? He's, he's more of a pocket passer in his best season. He's very similar to Dobbs in terms of touchdown to interception ratio, but he doesn't have, you know, he's also got more games, Mm -hmm. and so I I just wonder then if you look at the experience, if you look at simply the player, you know, the, the the square peg versus the square hole, or the round peg versus the square hole, doesn't necessarily mean to me that Josh Dobbs isn't more talented, but I just don't know if this offense, the way it's shaped, is good for him. Uh, they also need to, in my opinion, Pete, stop handing the ball off to alexander madison i i, I just i don 't think he 's r b one anymore at all. I think that 's taken away by um uh what 's his name Chandler, hmm. uh ty chandler who who is is much more explosive and i I just it makes me wonder now whether and and i 'm thinking this through as we talk, as we talk about hmm. it and as you 're making what are really really good points is it Josh Dobbs is exactly what, what we knew he was in the words of Denny Green. He is exactly who we <laughs> thought he was going to be. He is a quarterback that can get thing done, gets things done with his legs mm-hmm. in times and times and goes to his safety blanket, which, as you said, is, is his tight end. So you need a quarterback who can take time in the pocket, go through his progressions, and find the best guy, which is what Kirk Cousins does. And even though Nick Mullins, in terms of talent, is probably not better than Josh Dobbs, is he a better fit for this offense is what I am left wondering.
3: Yeah. Well, and then that comes down to uh, is Kevin O'Connell willing to give him an offense that he can run. It doesn't mean you got to change everything by the way, Dave. Yeah. It's not you're not ripping everything up and saying, "You know what? It's all new. We got to do this." You're giving the quarterback the opportunity and and, and better opportunities to run around a little bit, play action more, do some of the things that they're they are they're really not doing enough of to distract and so forth, and and getting the ball to the tight end, telling him on the sidelines, showing him on those, those little uh, iPads that they throw on the ground when they're angry about things. I mean, <laughs> they look at those things, though, for a reason, right? And they, yeah. it, all you've got to do is take a look back and go, huh, we've got these tight ends. We've wrapped up a heck of a lot of money in these guys, which is – partially someday we're going to figure that out, whole thing out with JJ too, when he's healthy. But I think, and by the way, I think he comes back after this. I think he goes with the Raiders. I yeah. I, I think he he'll play against the Raiders, I should say. And I, I think they've been waiting for this opportunity. They've gotten the, the, you know, the stretched him out and everything, but I got to tell you, you got to just give this guy the offense that he can run and it's not ripping up the playbooks. It's just giving him just a little bit of a tweak on how do we really want to approach this game? But If you're not going to do that, then Nick Mullins is probably the guy. If you're unwilling to do that and give him the opportunity to be athletic, then you may as well go with Nick Mullins because he is more of that drop back. He's pretty short, so he's going to have to move around in the prop pocket as well. He's Mm -hmm. only six feet tall. But I've seen him play at times pretty good. You know, Mm -hmm. he he has played pretty well. Not great. He's another guy who's basically 50-50, touchdown to interception, that's a bit of a problem. And when, and when you look at, you know, the, the, the one interesting thing I think about the Vikings is we are number 32 when it comes to some of those point those, those differentials when you look at interceptions and fumbles and everything else. We, we are at the bottom on both sides, offense and defense, and that's a, that's a problem. You know, yeah. we're in that bottom quartile, actually not quartile. We're number 30 when it comes on the offensive side. We're number, number 32 on the defensive side. So that's something that's got to get fixed as well.
2: Here's what's what's I was just looking at this as you were as I was trying to figure out what the definition of quartile was. That's a big word. I I Sorry. don't know, I don't know if I use those big words. Pete, uh, I'm looking at the career records for each of these guys, and I think this is really what. I mean, what what it's, you're either death by hanging or death by shooting, right? The the career record for Nick Mullins, he's five and twelve as a starter. Josh Dobbs is. 2 and 11 or three, i guess he's 3 and 11 now as a as a starter. I mean 3 and 12. It's just like gross. Yeah. I mean, this is really this is what happens in the when when after years years of poor drafting which we've said for a long time yep. and not finding a suitable successor to Kirk Cousins, this is now what we're looking at. A two quarterbacks, one with a career completion percentage of 63%, the other one with a completion percentage Of 65% and a win percentage, which is math that I can't even do. It's not good. And this is what the option is now for the Vikings. So if nothing else comes out of this, I hope to goodness they finally draft themselves a future starting quarterback this year. Because I don't think anybody, and maybe we don't even know what Jaron Hall could have done before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a six-rounder out of BYU or seven, whatever he was, uh, Jaron Hall, is it. They've, They've got to address this this year. It has to happen and never has it been more apparent than this year in a season where there was so much promise for this team. And I think we've talked about this. They overachieved last year, but they've regressed in in your terms. I think they've regressed further back down than the mean. They're not even an average anymore. They're just not good this year. They just lost to a bears team. They should have absolutely crushed.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's interesting because everything about them is 50, 50. I mean, the, the, the record right now, six and six, right. Uh you know what the offense scores for points? Twenty-two points. You know what the defense holds them to? Twenty points. That's pretty close to 50 50. So everywhere you look, I'll give you one shining light for me. Please. Daniil Hunter. Yes. That guy, and I said it long ago, and you and I both, I think, agreed on this, but I kept saying, you know, you you need this guy. Why why don't they want to pay him? Well, he's too old. Well, it seems to me that uh, Bosa's making $34 million a year, and he's close to 27 years old. The other Bosa is 28 years old. He's making $27 million yeah. a year. We don't want to pay those in those kinds of numbers, and yet we're going to because he's doing so well, Dave, that the bonus is attached to it. I think it, it scales all the way up to $20 bucks. Well, he's going to make that because he's yeah. got 13 and a half sacks. He's the best in the NFL right now
2: actually you're being kind i I was wrong i had a bad take i said they didn't need him and i was in favor of letting him walk uh for not giving him more money so i'm an idiot there you go that's the (laughs) that's the cliff's notes of segment number one we'll take a quick break come back we're gonna buy or sell will the wolves make the conference finals we'll talk about it next is this chris isaac's other song
1: it is it's not, not chris, no it's not chris isaac we don't either. have any other chris isaac in the system There's only the one guy. <laughs> this is the replacements
2: <laughs> how many times did he play that song the one song in his show only once
3: he only did it once i'm telling you the, the the entertainment value of that show at one point he literally he walks off stage right and he's still talking he's got a microphone to it, around his head and everything and Next thing you know, he's in the in the audience, walking around through everybody within the audience or whatever of, of the of the thousand seats that are there. And it was sold out, and people were rowdy; they were they were having a good time. That was a really really fun show. Sounds <laughs> like our
2: show at the state fair. Yeah, that's it's right. Just, uh, we walk <laughs> out of the audience, thousands of people, rowdy crowd, food, so much food. I know. All right, let's uh, let's buy and sell, shall we? I, this is one of we haven't done this in a while, so we're bringing it back. Uh, here's, here's the rules. I will give you, um, a line of something or something that is, is a statement. And you tell me whether you are buying or selling this statement, uh, and you can, you can have your decision and you can back it up. Charlie, you're going to play too. You're in. I get to play Charlie this time. Charlie plays me. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, buying or selling wolves will make the Western conference finals this year. Peter, will the wolves make the Western conference finals? Are you buying that or selling
3: it? I'm a homer. I'm a buyer. I absolutely think they can do it. They've got the talent. We've got the big three now. And if they can play together without Ant and they can put up what they did, if there's obviously you've got to do it more than one time. But I, I just think that they, they have the talent right now to get there. And in that finals, are they playing against probably Denver? Uh, maybe we go down after that, but that would be a great run for the Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, Charles. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to agree with Pete here. I'm also buying. I yes. And it, part of it is, yes, this is a very good Timberwolves team. But another very big part is there is not that Western Conference team this year that is just dominant. You don't have the Warriors of old. You don't have, you know, LeBron's Lakers all of a sudden being incredible. Uh, the Suns have not coalesced yet. They may end up being pretty dang good down the stretch once those th- big three get working. And the Nuggets... Who are very good have not exactly been the Nuggets. So I think that just simply because there is not that dominant team right now in the West, this is as good of a year as any for for the Wolves to make that run. Uh, I, I'm buying it.
2: Actually, I will buy with you. All three of yes. us are buying in. The Wolves nice. will make the Western Conference Finals this year. I'm I'm absolutely on board. I I think I know it's early, uh, but I just the, the way this team is built, the way Chris Finch is doing things, I am I'm on board. For once, I'm going to be a homer. I'm with you. <laughs> Okay, we're buying it. Number two, are you buying or selling Josh Dobbs as a Viking next year, considering Kirk Cousins may be gone? Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins are your other quarterbacks, as far as I know at this point. Josh Dobbs is making a base salary of $1.5 million this year, eight hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars on a uh, cap hit which you can make more as a college free agent in the nil <laughs> will you pay some money to bring josh dobbs back next year or are you saying toodaloo to the not charlie I'll you want to go
1: first
3: or-
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah ahead, charlie Pete.
3: no no charlie go ahead yeah
1: sure um i'm i'm gonna one up it here even and i'm going to buy that the uh or i'm, I'm gonna sell that josh dobbs is going to be on this team next year oh. i'm gonna sell that any quarterback currently on the Vikings roster will be in the quarterback room next year. I don't think there is one single guy in that quarterback room that is going to be on the Vikings next year. It's, I think it's a full wow. full redraw of uh, of that room uh, with, with both rookies and free agents.
3: I will say this. Uh, the GM just on pride alone will keep Jaron Hall, even though I, I would agree with you. I don't think he should have been there in the first place. I don't, you know, you, if you wait to the sixth round now, granted, every once in a great while you get a Brock Purdy, right? But I don't know how often that is, and I think we've seen it before our very eyes, and that's just what, <laughs> it's not going to happen again, I don't think. So mm-hmm. I think out of pride they'd keep Jaron Hall. But that being said, if they can figure out how to, and just as I was saying before, if KOC can, can come out there and say, you know what, we're going to tweak this offense just enough to make it a, a Josh Dobbs offense for now. If he can show us something, I think he's back. And it's because of the fact that, all of a sudden, we've got room on the cap, right? If if Kirk isn't there, that's a huge, you know, opportunity. As long as we have the right quarterback, and and if Josh can maybe get into that rhythm, maybe he could be the right quarterback. But they've got to change the offense a little bit to ha- to make that happen.
1: Yeah, the salary cap will be interesting after this year, Pete. Uh, yeah. Kirk, Deniel. I mean, are, are they going to resign him to a huge deal? Probably not. You'd think. Right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of money off of. The cap, of course, Justin Jefferson still waiting on that deal, so that's going to be added as well.
2: Yeah, I will say I, I'm actually buying this. I, I think he's going to be on the roster next year. I'm not willing to give him a, a long-term contract or anything like that, but I think they draft a young quarterback, hopefully high, and get themselves a quarterback for the future. Dobbs is the guy who kind of brings him along. Uh, you don't need – Jaron Hall's going to stick around. I think you're right, Pete. You just drafted him. It, it's minimal. you got to have a third QB. But I think I I actually do think Dobbs is is on the roster next year and maybe even starting the year as the starter until uh, said quarterback, whoever they bring in, comes along and takes the reins. J.J. McCarthy.
1: Who is it? Book it. J.J. McCarthy.
3: J.J. McCarthy, really? Out of Michigan? I don't love him (laughs) at all.
1: I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his game. I do. Nah, I want Bo <laughs>
2: Nix, but I don't know if we can get him that high. We are going to get, get Bo. Nicks. You know, Bo Nix <laughs> is
1: 24 years old, by the way, which is as old as um, Justin Fields is and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. They're the same age, so it's a little bit and, odd. And, a,
2: and 27 is old in the NFL. Yes, which, it is. Which I love. So he's coming. All right, in last one, older. really quick for you, because I know that we talked about it briefly, but um, we'll just do it really quick. Uh, twins, will they make a big off-season swing? Will they make a big swing in the offseason, excuse me, via trade or free agency? We know what the history is here. The history ain't good. It's a rarity. But will the Twins, are you buying or selling? Twins will make a big swing this offseason, either in a trade or free agency, Pete.
3: Yes. I, I'm I'm sticking with this, this Otani thing, man. I... I... <laughs> You, want Ota- you think Otani's coming? I'm telling you, we're going to give them that money. And it's going to be the first it. time the twins have really stepped out, and they're going to do it because they've been cleaning house. I mean, look at all the guys that we've already shed, and we, we were talking about it. Uh, I'm half tongue in cheek, but I should, boy. I'm telling you, Dave, if that happens, that's the greatest moment in Twins history, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, I'll I'll go quick here. I'm buying a a big pitching move. It's not going to be a free agent. They're going to trade for a pitcher. I think it's going to be big. I wanted to get in here quick, though. Breaking news. College football playoff announced just two minutes ago. The Rose Bowl will be Michigan versus Alabama. Alabama made it in and Washington versus Texas. Florida State is out of the college football playoff officially.
3: I, Guys, I feel that. good about that. I don't. <laughs> if
2: I'm Florida State, I'm so mad. I, I'm just so mad. And it goes back to – and there was an article about, I read about this today. We'll talk about this in the next segment. It, it goes against trying to schedule easier teams. There, there is no more you – sh- you cannot schedule warm-up or cupcake games anymore, which means these small schools will never truly have a chance – to knock off and move their way up by beating some of the bigger schools. Because if you if you play these schools that have no strength of schedule and, and are just cupcakes, you're not going to get in. The,
1: the one positive of this that I like, these are the best games, right? Can, how can you not they be excited are, about Michigan, Alabama, and Washington, oh. Texas? Those are going to be some fun football games to watch as just a neutral observer. Those, those are going to be right. good football well,
2: games. Let's talk about some bowl games coming up next. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Michigan not ecstatic uh, hearing the news that they will be playing Alabama instead of Florida yes. State in their semifinal match. Like, hey, matchup.
2: we're going to get Florida State and their third-string quarterback. Wait, what? Just we the, got uh, Alabama.
1: The, the room-wide groan of that—that that was a, a audio from the room where the Michigan football team was watching the announcement show oh, uh, okay. happen, and there was just, ugh. Uh, right, I don't fine. think we
2: could play the audio. From the room that had Florida State players, yeah, probably worse because I can only imagine what they were saying <laughs> after being left out of the top four to play in the college football playoff. Age-old question. I mean, it, you're undefeated and you get knocked out by a team that has one loss. It, it's a tough sell. I, I get it. I get all the. I get the metrics. I understand that Florida State, with their third-string quarterback, is not as good of an option. It's not going to be as good of a game. Alabama will give Michigan a much better game with that, you know, with the full offense. But it's hard to swallow when you're undefeated and you have no control over who you're playing because of your schedule. Because you're in the ACC, it's just a tough sell to me. And I, to me, it's one of the major flaws of of this top four system.
3: Well, no, no doubt about it. Uh, but this is also why college football is so great. I think actually, when we go to the 12 team. I I actually think it's going to be less interesting because you don't have that controversy. I mean, you know, I'm old enough to remember before we even had this playoff, right. And it was just all done by voting and whoever was at the top and, and all the rest of it. But at least we play for the top, but I think you can make arguments on all sides of this whole thing. Right. I mean, I think there's, there's ways where you could say, well, why did Florida state not get in? Well, the ACC was not very powerful this year. They definitely were not. And on top of that, uh, They lose their quarterback and the second string quarterback is somewhat questionable, but likely he'll, he'll be back. But potentially if they have to go to the third string quarterback, it it makes it rough, right?
2: All right. Yes, I, I, I agree. And I understand all of it. It's just, again, like it's you're undefeated and you're out, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, We've got calls. I imagine on this topic, Heading over to the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. Ken is on the line. Good morning, Ken.
1: Good morning. I just have a couple comments. Um, one, it is really good that Georgia lost and is not going to be playing on a three-peat because there's only one other team in the country there that has is. had a three-peat in the yes. national championship. Heck Correct. yeah,
2: Correct. Team uh, Ken. Correct. All- it's the McG- you- University of Minnesota.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. And no one's ever
2: going to match that again. Well, certainly not. And it's also been like 90 years, but I still <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> a lot. A lot has changed. Ken, thank you. Thank you for the call. Um, it, it'll it'll never be that way again, Pete, just because
1: of the way Did I cut him too early, Charlie. No, but I, a lot has changed. Though they won three in a row. I don't care. Ninety I years don't care ago, I who cares? <laughs> There's three in a row? Nobody's d- <laughs> the fact that nobody's done it in ninety years. should be the point here. Well, uh, that's, Bama's I mean, Come on now.
2: Has Bama won? Two, they've run two in a row, haven't they? Before? Yeah,
1: they've won two, and Georgia's won two, and did USC ever win two in a row? I don't know if they did oh, back to backs, but uh, I don't remember. That third one is difficult, and that's why we have. Well, and, and in today's
2: age of nil, oh, and, today's and age, depra- I know. Get off my lawn. I get it. Get <laughs> off my lawn. Let me hike up my pants while I make this last point. It'll never happen again because in Florida State's as a, a, a great example of this, you can't have good backup players. Had had Florida State had a really legit backup quarterback behind their starter. They might actually be playing in this national title game because they would still be considered as a contender. They don't. And so you're, and, and as long as you have QB2 going, well, if I transfer to Florida or I go over to Oregon State or whatever, I can start there. You're never going to have three again. And the best guys aren't going to play three years because they're going to go to the pros. Yeah,
1: and I think you mentioned there uh, the, the thing that should hurt for Florida State the most by far is the the reason they are not in it is because Jordan Travis got hurt. Yeah. Jordan Travis was healthy. He played in the Louisville game. They beat Louisville like they did. Everything else happened exactly the same yeah. way. And Jordan Travis was healthy. They would be in the college football playoffs. So that's got to be the worst thing. You know, scheduling, whatever. It came down to that injury.
3: No doubt. That's a bummer. And, and I and I got to tell you guys, uh, to your point, it is about the eye test. And, and when you, when you watched Florida state and Louisville, did that one excite you? Did you, I mean, I, if you guys are anything like me, you're watching that game and you're like, okay, you're beating Louisville. Is Louisville that impressive? Really? I mean, I know they had a decent record, but they also had a decent record. Oh, by chance ACC. So, you know, you all of a sudden go back and you look at Washington's dominance, right? They're an absolute, that's inarguable Michigan. Same thing. But Bama knocking off the number one team in the country who had a 29-game win streak and that whole process there. And then Texas, well, Texas beat Bama. So it, it almost makes perfect sense that they would they would be positioned the way they
1: are right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, selfishly, of course, I think this is what most fans will want unless you're a Florida State fan. These are more fun games. They just yes, are. They are. Florida right. State being it, it would ratings. not have been as fun. Uh, regardless, even if I think they did deserve it, you know, and, and it yep. sucks that the Jordan Travis injury happened, but a Michigan, Texas, you know, offensive showdown, mm-hmm. Alabama and Michigan, that is as fun as you could have gotten out of the uh, selected teams.
2: It ultimately comes down to the same things it always comes down to television, ratings, and money. Yep. And, and that's it, that's truly what it is. And you'd rather see Alabama. Uh, in, in a top four than, say, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl or the <laughs> Tax Slayer Gator
1: Bowl or the Pop-Tarts Bowl.
3: I love the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Uh, it's an edible Which mascot,
1: What's that? <laughs> the mascot's edible at the Pop-Tarts Bowl. It's an
3: Bowl. edible mascot. Everybody oh. goes
1: over the mascot after the game and they take a bite. Nothing oh. can go wrong there. <laughs> That's real. What? Nothing. I
2: believe it. By the way, do you know how much it'll cost you to get in the door at the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Just take what? a stab at it. <laughs>
1: Where's the local? Uh, let's see. Uh,
2: Alamo Dome, San Antonio.
3: Are they paying like the, the equivalent of a box of Pop-Tarts or what?
2: <laughs> no. The, the lowest ticket in the door. Take a stab. I want to take a stab at it.
3: <sighs> Ten bucks?
2: That's about what I'd pay. How about you, Charlie?
1: <laughs> I mean, they don't even know the teams yet. How are they? <laughs> They, 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 How are they, they doing this? On this uh, I don't know. 15? Or, you know what? 10? I'll, I'll play uh, Price is Right rules. Uh, $10 in one cent. You are both vastly under. According to Vivid Seats,
2: you can get into the bowl for as low as
3: 58 bucks. I can't go to to the Pop-Tarts. They'll probably
1: (laughs) drop when the teams get announced, right? $58.
3: That's going to be an empty, empty, big, huge stadium.
2: (laughs) Yes, it will be. It'll be an empty bowl of Pop-Tarts. Hey, uh, speaking of bowl games, let's have some fun. We'll come up with our bowl games next. I'm asking you as well out there. Uh, Wrong answers only coming up next. Give us a bowl game and tell us. Who would play in it and why? Complete with corporate sponsor, please, and location for extra points. We'll get to them all. Coming up next, you're listening to The Huddle. (laughs) Welcome back to The Huddle. Final segment here as we get you ready for the slate of NFL games this afternoon and the thrilling college bowl season. Coming up this year, we should know pretty soon as uh, now we've got the top four intact. The bowl games will start to make their way and fill up and all that good stuff. We'll find out where the Gopher football team might be playing as they are below 500 and still going to a bowl game. Gentlemen, uh, we asked you and we're asking our audience wrong answers only. So if you have them, feel free to give us a call in the City Zone Plumbing Talk and text line or text us six five one four six one nine two two six. Tell us your fake bowl game. Who sponsors it, where it's being played, and for extra credit, what teams this year are playing in fake bowl game. Charlie, do you want to go first? I'm going to give sure. you the honors. You yeah. never get to go first. Sure,
1: I can go first. Uh, my bowl game is taking place in Corbin, Kentucky. It's the South Carolina Gamecocks versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the KFC Famous Bowl. <laughs> that's, Why that's are it. they there? Well, there's a chicken and there's corn and there's both chicken and corn oh, I like it. in the KFC famous bowl. And <laughs> Corbin, creative. Kentucky, of course, is the location of the first Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, good call. Yeah, I went. I went all the way through this. Yeah, I'm I hungry now. Think of a chicken too. school, yeah. and I don't know if a gamecock is the most delicious of chickens, but hey, know, if you fry anything, it tastes it. good. Yeah, batter you, and fry it. I don't know. <laughs> if you have something like on your products that already has bold in it, why aren't you just doing it?
3: That's it can't be that point. expensive.
1: I mean, the the, the Go Gator, you know, Tax Slayer Bowl. How many ridiculous sponsors have there been? It can't be that expensive to do this at this point, right? I'll tell you what.
2: It, what I about if 500 you
3: are five the... hundred grand? I think it's five hundred yeah. grand. It's, like, that's uh,
2: nothing gold. for KFC. If the Tax Slayer Bowl <laughs> offered you to do your taxes as a part of the ticket price, hey. I would pay. <laughs> pete you want to go next or you want me to go next you go ahead I'll, all uh, right I'll, mine, okay
3: mine went a little bit sideways but okay uh, mine did I like too <laughs>
2: um here is the my bowl game which uh, is the l'oreal paris bowl because oh. you're worth it uh, played in paris texas its teams are with the worst collapse loss of the year but you played a great first half and you're worth it this <laughs> year's game in paris texas is your Gopher football team up twenty-four to seven versus oh, Northwestern God. at the half, and lost thirty-seven to thirty-four? Their opponent from the from Colorado, the University of Colorado, and primetime, Damn. up twenty-nine nothing against Stanford to lose forty-three, forty-six, forty-three, and because Deion Sanders t- sells tickets, baby, you are worth it. The ticket price is worth it, and I'm charging a hundred
1: bucks at the door just to get in. <laughs>
3: The L'Oreal uh, Paris Bowl. I like that. that Paris, really Texas. Well
1: cowardly to go Paris, Texas, not Paris, France. Why not Paris, France? Well, we don't have the travel budget to send them to Paris. Neon does. Neon Dion Maybe can send them, all of them. Come on. What Sh- are we Sh- going to do in does. Minnesota? Shador does. Fighting Dion yeah.
2: Sanders. Can the Dinky Town Collective fly the Gopher football team to Paris, France? Oh. I don't think so.
3: No, it's not happening.
2: <laughs> I don't think so.
3: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw mine out there, and I and I don't want to offend people, but I thought it was a little bit kind of si- sideways funny. So <laughs> I liked I, it. I'm gonna give you my fictitious bowl of the tidy bowl, and the tidy bowl is gonna be brought to you by Taco Bell, and it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be in Newark, New Jersey. By the way, a great, wonderful call. spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the teams uh, kind of playing off Charlie a little bit, but I've got Western Kentucky and the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. Ooh. And I just kind of feel like, you know what, they just kind of they migrate there together. And I think they can have a lot of fun. I, I, I like this. I would watch that bowl.
1: A lot, of, a lot of good food down with the Raging Cajuns. There is. Yeah. There is a lot of good but food. But would down you there. go to Newark, New Jersey to watch a bowl game? <laughs> I've never been. Why not? What's, what's no so way. wrong about it? I don't, you uh, guys well, just don't it? leave
2: the airport. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I have been to Newark. Nah. It is is not. Uh, anyway, we've, we've wrecked on New Jersey enough. Of I dragged this, us
3: down, city. didn't I? <laughs> I like
2: it. I like it. Some of these bowl games, man, they're, they're, they're going to be really interesting. Uh, P, you brought up a great point uh, earlier about why doesn't Minnesota have have a bowl game That's a great question I, I don't know why we don't have a bowl game here. We have multiple stadiums you, you could have the University of Minnesota you could have it at you could have it at Target Field you could have it at U.S Bank Stadium. I'm kind of surprised at this point in in we don't have it. and and help me out have we
3: ever had a college football game here a bowl game here? None that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't think Charlie, so either. Charlie's probably smarter on that than me. You know, it, it, Dave, the amazing thing is, think about this. You've got Target. You've got Best Buy. You've got U.S. Bank. You've got Excel. I mean, you've got a lot of different Ecolabs, General Mills. Take your pick. But these are companies that I think could sling out 500, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it would make sense to me. I mean, if we're going to expand even more or just pick up somebody who, who's who been flushed already from wherever they are, it would just pick up a bull. Uh, I proof this year though, with the Gophers getting in there because of the academic reasons, uh, there's too many bowls guys. <laughs>
2: yeah, there is, uh, interestingly enough, um, that it comes down to academics, which I just, I know we talked about this on air. I listen, it's a good thing, right? I mean, for once we finally prioritize academics, which is great. I think it's a bit hollow that you have to be below 500 as a team and, and go through all these different uh, things. It was almost as if they sat in a room and said, okay, we got to get 82 teams. What do we, What's the criteria going to be for this last couple? Do we, do we put it on jerseys that we like? Do we put it on, um, you know, best location? No, you know, hey, let's do academic performance. Because all the offensive linemen anyway are brilliant, and they bring the grades up for all these teams. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Doesn't really matter anyway, because we've got eight thousand bowl games, so we'll just put them in one in in you know Arizona or wherever they're going to go, and make that be a part of it. It just seems, I I, I like it, but it seems hollow.
3: It does. <laughs> Well, you know, looking forward, what are you guys thinking about this? I mean, I know we got a little bit of time left only, yeah. but we've got the Raiders, we got the Vikings, both are on a bye. Uh what do we think coming up? I mean, is this is this a game? Is this a must-win sort of a game for the Vikings on the road in in Vegas?
2: I don't even I don't even know if you can have a must-win and I mean they they they're 6 and 6, so they're not going to win the north, but they are going to no. still play for a wild card. The Raiders aren't particularly good either, so I I think I think it's a must-win in the sense of if you can't beat the Raiders, then you don't really have any reason to be thinking about the postseason at yeah, all. 100%.
1: Yeah. yeah, the the Vikings need to go 1-0 in the uh, Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders championship oh, season. Charlie. That's, <laughs> that's what needs to happen. They need to go 1-0 in the Oakland Raiders championship I keep saying it. Las Vegas Raiders championship season.
2: <laughs> all right. The 1-0. The, oh, gosh, I – I love PJ, and I do, and, I, and you and I have talked about this. I, I, I like PJ as a person. He has some flaws as a coach, uh, but I hate the 1-0 and o in whatever season. The isms we have. are a bit much. Yeah, He's got the a lot isms of isms. are as much, yeah, they are. <laughs> all right, well, we'll use our goodbye-ism here. Tell everybody to <laughs> have a good week. Thanks for listening today. Charlie, Pete, always great to be with you guys, and we'll uh, see all of you next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody.